Oh, there's Net Boy. Hey, Net, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Uh, I got a job at 10:30, but thought I'll call in for 25 minutes or so. Okay, man, you keeping yourself warm? I hear it's freezing up there. Uh, it it was it was decent yesterday, but I think Tuesday is gonna be like nine. Oh, okay, that's that that's some real that's real. Yeah. Hey, since I got you on the phone, and uh, uh, this came to my attention today. What's going on with those Canadian gooses? I mean, are people going crazy in New York robbing people for those Canadian goose coats? I never seen any, heard anyone get robbed. I think they had something on the news the other day that somebody got robbed, but that was like the first story I've I ever heard about someone being robbed for uh, the Canadian goose. Well, I mean, them damn coats are like a a G, a thousand dollars. Yeah, they 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 cost a lot of money, man. I I, I don't got one. Okay, okay. And you know what? I wouldn't have one either. First of all, he looks so bland. I mean, he might keep you warm as hell, but I'm, I don't need a $1,000 coat. I'm not on any runway. My North Face still keeps me as warm as anything. If anything else that could keep me warm, warmer than my North Face, I don't need because I sweat a lot anyway. Okay. Hey, listen, did you watch, um, did you watch NXT TakeOver? Yeah, I missed the first match because I thought it came on at eight. But yeah, I, I saw it, man. That Ricochet versus uh, Johnny Johnny Gargano match was that, that was probably one for the ages. Okay, then that means I must I must watch that because tonight we got the Royal Rumble. What do you have any thoughts on the Royal Rumble? Uh, the Rumble? No, nah, I don't really have too much thoughts. I think they're gonna try to build for this Becky Charlotte. Ronda thing for WrestleMania. Other than that, I I really don't have any other thoughts on on the show. I don't know who could win the Rumbles. Yeah, uh, I watched a little bit of Raw. I've been watching it spotty, Raw and SmackDown. I tell you now, I am so over Dean Ambrose. I don't even want to see him on my screen anymore. Yeah, I agree. He's not he's not in my top ten. To me, he's his matches are boring. Yes, it's the same thing. I, I don't even like his character. Like, either you're supposed to be crazy or not crazy. or You know what? Roddy Piper did it. Don't nobody re- try to be Roddy Piper again. Let, it, let that pass. Roddy was an original. Yeah, I agree. You know? Roddy was definitely an original, so... You just can't uh, do uh, stuff like that. Okay, I know yeah. it's a we way ahead of ourselves, but we got the Patriots and the Rams in the Super Bowl. Who you like as of today? Uh, I'm going with the Rams, man. I, I I I can't watch the Patriots win again, and I I shouldn't even be going for the Rams after the, they what happened with the Saints last week. But I'm just I'm gonna be cheering for the Rams that night. Uh, you know what? I'm actually going for the Patriots. I'm going for the uh, dominating uh, dynasty. I don't like the Rams. I I don't like I don't like McVie stuff down my throat. I don't like the fact that I don't think they. We all know that was the blown call of like our lifetime. 
Yeah, you know, for the NFL to throw a, a, a fine out now, but still don't acknowledge that the ref blew the call is kind of like ass backwards to me. Now, let me ask you a question. Because, you know, uh, you got all the people saying about Tom Brady falling off the cliff, that he should be, uh, you know, a bum in like two minutes. I thought that Drew Brees, the last three or four weeks, didn't look very breezy. I always say if, if, if the Saints offense, after a while, the Saints defense, I feel like, gives up. So and, and, and if he's going to keep throwing the ball to, to Thomas, I'm like, where else are you going to go? I'm like, you yeah, need a well, one-two had... re- receiver. I mean, you got your running back, but you, you need a one-two punch. Yeah, they had Ted Ginn Jr., but he he dropped a couple of passes in that game. I was like, what the hell is the matter with him? Doesn't he realize it's a championship game? Yeah, that was, that, was, that was a tough watch. Good game, but a tough watch. Yeah, the, the ending makes me scared as hell because this is what I, I, I fear is going to happen next week. Rams win, Patriots win. Somewhere in that fourth quarter is a play, a, a flag. Everybody's going to be screaming next Monday, a oh, bullshit call. Uh, it's uh, it's fixed. Everything's fixed. Yeah. You know how we love yeah. conspiracies. And I want a clean game, but the referee has been atrocious this whole season. The whole season, yep. One week they'll call a uh, a rough of the passer. The next week, uh, if you tap the quarterback, they call a rough of the passer. Uh, uh, defensive interference. I'm like, come on, I'll be passing interference or offensive interference. I'm like, they need to have one. If you don't call it in week one, you got to call it in week six. Okay, you know, I agree with you there. I agree with you 100%. Now, you watched that Bronner-Pacquiao fight. Yeah, Bronner needs to go say that down for me. But now they say that Pacquiao might have a suppity uh, detached retina. Of retina. And yeah, you know what? Yeah, keep him from fighting. I want Manny... There's certain several people that I want to actually see walk away from this sport. I like to see Tom Brady walk away. I like to see Manny walk away. I also would like to see uh, Floyd walk away because he's just making a shambles of boxing to begin with. I don't even think Floyd can walk away. I think his he tries to keep up with his lifestyle. His money just he just bleeds money because there's no way in hell he went overseas to fight that Japanese guy for $9 million. That's, like, you that hard up for money? Yeah, didn't he just make, like, a 100 mil fight in Kana? Or we don't know the figures. That's the thing. Exactly. Never really I, I, think he owed, I think he owes so much in taxes that... What, from the Manny Pacquiao fight. Yeah, from the Pacquiao fight. I'm like, dude, you don't pay your taxes when you get your check? If you got a $300 million check, IRS should be getting a 150 immediately. But, see, you know how that goes. We just had Brother Darkman come home from federal prison because he didn't pay his taxes. Yeah, Meaning he didn't want to pay. Anybody that don't know. He was obviously lying on his uh, papers and trying to hide money. Yeah, well, you know what? I, when you make money, give the devil his due. Give, give, I give some part of life. Yeah, some part of if you're so rich, a lot of rich people don't even pay that much in taxes, so figure it out how to do some expensing. Yeah, 
Make every charity that you can have your name listed next to, you do it. Hey, did you exactly. see that Open Todd? businesses. Yeah. Did you see that Todd Gurley uh, Instagram picture? No. Well, Todd Gurley, who I think is a hell of a football player but has to be a dodo bird, the day after, say last Monday, he posted a picture on Instagram with him standing next to a referee exchanging jerseys. Oh, I did see that. I did see that. I thought that was Photoshop. <laughs> well, he, but he's the one who posted it. Oh, now, yeah. Uh, I saw it from someone else's page, so I thought it was Photoshop. Yeah, you could see. I understand if a fan did it, but for Todd Gurley to do it makes. I mean, it's like, come on, dude. You you gotta be. You gotta be a little bit more bright. <clears throat> you gotta be brighter than that. You but know what uh, I mean? the ref shouldn't even allow it. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, the ref would be throwing his career in the toilet by doing it. Yeah. No, no. The jerseys, the jerseys being exchanged is Photoshop, but Todd Gurley had it done. You get it? Oh, he got yeah, somebody yeah. to do the photoshopping for him, and then post it because naturally, like they always have to do five minutes later, they have to delete it from their fucking account. Yep, but someone always but, screen grab it first. Now you know what we was talking about wrestling real quick. I just want to go back and talk about one guy, Velveteen Dream. Why the hell have you heard anything in the rumor mill or this, that, or other? Why the hell is he not on the main roster of the WWE? That's what, I, I always say Vince has a hard on for blondes and and big guys that's like Braun Strowman size. Because that's the only reason. I'm like, you just called up this large Sullivan guy who had an anxiety attack, uh, allegedly, uh, when, when Velveteen Dream's been probably killing it for two years down there. Um, you just called up this blonde head lady, Lacey Evans, who some other people have been killing it down there for the women's division. So I'm like, he, he follows the same script, it seems like, all the time. Blonde mm-hmm. women and these big Hulk Hogan-looking guys. I think they that Velveteen... They, they can't wrestle. I think Velveteen would add such a, a dynamic to television. First of all, flamboyantly questionable sexuality-type character always gets over, always gets yep. over. Yep. And this guy, he he's playing that role to the hilt. He, he's killing yep. Maybe they'll have him in the Rumble tonight. Maybe they'll have him in the Rumble and he wins. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a shocker. Yeah. Maybe they'll have Shane in the Rumble too, uh, Shayna. Oh, yeah, Shayna, yeah, yeah, true. Who's, to me, now, she kind of bores me. I don't know. Maybe that fight, that match last night was kind of a letdown for me as far as, uh, women NXT championship matches. It was kind of a bore. Okay. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit of entertainment. I got a show. I don't know if you've seen it yet. It's called Trigger Warning with Killer Mike. Oh, Have no, I downloaded the first show? episode. <clears throat> I downloaded the first episode. I just ain't watching it yet. Okay, who, who joined us? Good morning, fellas. This is Bones. Hey, Bones. What's going on, brother? I know yeah. that. Good, bro. There's only six episodes. They're 25 minutes. Uh, the premise of the show that Killer Mike has is fantastic. Every episode, he goes off kilter. Every episode. 
Now, I don't know if you ever watched the Action Bronson. He had a TV show on Vice. I say the no, Action Bronson personality is better than Killer Mike. But, you know, don't expect Killer Mike, the activist, uh, you know, that guy ain't on this show. This is Killer Mike uh, trying to start another type career. I mean, it's worth watching, but he loses me on every episode, you know. You have to check it out. <clears throat> now, I will say another show everybody should be watching. Watch Black Monday with, uh, what the hell, Don, Don Cheadle. Cheadle. This show is killer. The first one came out of the box. It's about, really, it's about Black Tuesday on Wall Street, this fictional law, uh, Wall Street firm that's going to start the uh, the market crash. And Cheeto's over the top with the cocaine and the, and the strippers at the, in the office. And for people who don't know, I'm, I'm here to tell you, living, I lived it. Wall Street was like that in the 80s. It really was like that in the 80s. It was uh, net. It was a complete and utter frat house. <laughs> Anything that could happen, happened. Uh, I mean, somewhere out there, there could be a video of me literally having sex in an office because I did. A lot of times. <laughs> a lot of times. I didn't even take the chick. I'll meet in the bar out there. Didn't even take her home. Bang in the locker room. And this was going on all the time. Free open drug market. It was like being at a club, other than the fact that you had to work. You know? <laughs> so Black Monday, I highly, highly, highly uh, recommend that. And Unbreakable Kimmy Smith's back. Uh, they added more episodes? Yeah, they added, uh, I think it came back Friday. They added the last, the final six episodes. Now, I will not say that Unbreakable Kimmy Smith is for everybody because there is a gay character on the show named Titus Andronimus who is the gayest man who ever, put it to you, but he is so gay, Logo couldn't have him. <laughs> I mean, he is the gay man. Oh, so hilarious. He he did some shit on one episode with a guy from The Punisher. I don't want to give too much away. The dude from The Punisher sits across from him at a table. Shane from Walking Dead. And Titus discusses him so much that he dogs out (laughs) for like two minutes. And I was crying. Literally tears were rolling out my eyes. He broke Titus down, you know. So has anybody else got any recommended shows that are out there that people need um, to be watching? Only new show right now I'm watching is The Passage, Jordan. But uh, the first episode takes a while to get into the story, but it's about this, uh, it's basically a fox, and it's about this little girl that they try to inject with these drugs because they got these vampires running around. So far, so good. What are you doing, uh, Bones? Nothing. What are you doing, my brother? 
Nothing, sir. Okay. It just sounded like he was uh, going through some pots and pans or something. <laughs> no, no, no. Too early for that. Listen, oh, no. In my house, dinner's already cooked, man, completely. I know. <laughs> done, man, done. Sometimes I have the meat done on Saturday and just the sides for Sunday. Uh, listen, Cardi B is now one of my favorites. She's not my favorite rapper. I just love the girl swag. Oh, she's, she's awesome. And she doesn't take the shit yeah. on Twitter. I, I, you know what? Her telling Tommy Lauren that I will dog walk you is the line of the year to 2019 so far. <laughs> I will dog walk you. Leave me alone. So Cardi B, you know, good for you. Oh, I'm going to tell you another thing. The Fry Festival documentaries on Hulu and Netflix. Awesome, awesome. Both outstanding. Yep. Both outstanding. I I like the Netflix. I like the Netflix one better because it dealt more with the people. The Hulu one dealt more with Brian uh, McFadden. Yeah. But they're both outstanding documentaries. I highly recommend them both. I, now, I would say if if I had a boss to tell me to go suck some dick for for to help them out, and uh, uh, I think me and that boss would be fighting. Uh, listen, that's not a suggestion that I think should be thrown my way. Almost, I can't even net. I can't even think of the circumstances on this planet. Well, that sounds like the answer to a question. Yeah, I thought the guy was going to be like, oh, fuck off. He was ready to do that shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the – I'm trying to figure out what could be the question that's the answer. <laughs> Doc, uh, get on your knees. This is going to solve this problem. No, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, there has to be one, you know, am I facing 60 the rest of my life in prison in a – Eight by eleven, and this is my only way out. And the person's going to be pissed off because I'm going to be the worst. It's going to be the worst blow job that they ever got in their entire life. It's a ga- guarantee. I'm going to be throwing up, and unless that's their type of thing, I'm going to be crying. My thing was he didn't even use the word blow job. He straight out said SMD. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know you got to get out of here, but before you go, Nett, I want you to speak on this. Do you think the game was off base with his line about Kim Kardashian and his new song? I think game is just looking for attention. And the way you get attention in the day and age is talk about the Kardashians. It's the, no one's checking for game right now, so I think that's the, that's the only way. And he knows Kanye is going to come out and say something, so it brings some media attention. Well. Don't you think Kanye has to speak to this in some way or another? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't. He can't tell Nick Cannon to keep Kim K name out his mouth and not say nothing about games, and that just shows you weak. Yeah, yeah. He said it to Drake too. He didn't even want Drake to friend her. Are you yeah. uh, are you familiar with any of his bones? Yeah, I've heard some of the nonsense. You know, <laughs> just like. Some some for um guilty pleasure you entertain and then the rest you just let it go over your head. Yeah, well you know what? Put it this way: when you marry, usually, usually, 
when you link up with a woman who's over 25 years old, she's had some sexual experience. Exactly. Uh, you know what I mean? And if you're going to be sweating her past, then you're going to be one of those lunatics who's going to have a hard time going forward with her. Because you know what's going to happen more than likely? At some point in time, you're going to actually be out and about, and you could run into an extrovert. Or you could have even had a confrontation with an ex of hers. I remember when I dated my wife and her father died, like, real early in the marriage, her ex came over. I had to tell him, you know, I got her. But, you know, shit like that happens. Oh, no, yeah. I was here to comfort her. No, she doesn't need your comfort, my friend. I'm here. But who the fuck do you think I am? Uh, 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 a car- cardboard cutout? No, I got you. <laughs> and he understood, but, you know, you, you, shit, you can't have had fun, and she never had no fun in life. So I don't really give a yeah, fuck my, about what Kim did. Yeah, my thing was, why you ain't mentioning this, if y'all was dating or whatever, you slept with her, why you ain't mentioning this 10 years ago? Why you gonna wait to the, she's now married, got like four kids, and now you want to bring it up because you want to, you want to get your name popping again? I don't know. Yeah, and then bringing up a child. I mean, because if he did anything with Kylie, she had to be 16, 17. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that one he should have left alone. I mean, don't, you know, R. Kelly's already <laughs> out there with his uh, pedophilia. Don't uh, actually add to your troubles. Cause, and I heard he already apologized, which is, I'm like, damn, the dude already apologized? Oh, that's my man. Well, then if that's your man, you don't say shit like that about his, you know, his wife. Yep. Not like I'm going to run out and buy the games album. After documentary, I think I was kind of done with him anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, the same. I was pretty much done with him. I'm gonna take your fellas. I'll catch uh I can hopefully catch y'all next weekend. Okay. All right. Ned, thanks for calling in, brother. Appreciate it. All right, no doubt. Have a good one. Okay. Hey, Bones. So Sir. we finally got the US government open again. Uh quote yeah, unquote Don, the Donald, finger quote. Yeah, the Donald blink. I think he more than blinked. I don't think that he has anything to stand on for February 15th. I think he's going to have to keep the government open. Definitely. And also, too, it's also, too, a nice deflection, too, with the um, with Roger Stone being arrested as well. Oh, yeah. Did you, well, see, I don't, I don't know if you keep up or not. I had to look, look at his Twitter. And naturally... He named 150 other people. If you're going to come after Stone, come after. And you know who he mentioned kind of was crazy? Who was the pervert in New York, the pervert senator in New York? Um, uh, yeah, Anthony you know, Weiner. Yes, um, he even mentioned Weiner. Well. Uh, and uh, Donald Trump is so delusional, he didn't realize that Weiner is either in jail or went to jail. Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, he is in jail. Yeah. Okay, then. So they did come after Wiener. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, want, I, want, I want anybody who can hear me to do this one thing, even if you don't normally check his Twitter. Just check his recent Twitter. Yesterday, he was actually referring to 
himself, not in the third person, but I didn't even know what, how you described this. He said yesterday the president explained this to you as though he's not the president. I was oh, like, damn, no. this dude is confusing. And not once he did it in two different tweets. The president, like if there's another guy who's the president, not him, you know. And yeah, man, talk about Bizarro. Well, yeah. you know what? You know when shit is falling apart, when Ann Coulter trashes you, and she's your, one of your biggest supporters. Yeah. You know, I couldn't even believe, I was like, Ann Coulter literally trashed him? And she, nobody supports him like she does. You know? Right. He's gonna yeah, do this a, is some real... He's been in office, what, um, over a little over two years, and you know, every day you think that, oh, it's over with. It can't get any worse than it actually is. He just, he just adds fuel to the fire. He's, he's great for comedian, talk show host. You don't even need any material. You just go straight to him. You literally could spend an hour, two hours speaking on the lunacy of uh, the orange man, you know. Well, we were talking on this the other maybe not last week or the week before. And so I looked up the Kennedy Fund, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason I looked up the Kennedy Fund is because I'm looking at this prison reform alliance that, you know, Meek Mill, Jay-Z, Michael Rubin, and Clara Wu and Robert Kraft set up. And uh-huh. they seem to be two different things, totally two different things. Because, okay, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, this alliance fund said they're not just throwing money to be bailing out any and everybody. That's not what they're about. The Kennedy Fund uh-huh. seems like it wants to disrupt the whole jail system. Mm. So it, it, it's definitely, this is, more, this is more for people who are incarcerated for nonsense. We got a lot of people sitting in jails for pure nonsense. Absolutely. You got two, you got two dime bags of weed, but you don't have family out there to bail you out. You don't need to be sitting there to court. I mean, come no, on. No, no. <clears throat> you know. I mean, because the uh, poster child for that is Khalif Browder, because <clears throat> he sat in jail for those, that amount of time for the three three years, I think, which was just totally, absolutely ridiculous. But, you know, the, the, the department, you know who doesn't get blamed at all? The judges and the prosecutors. They, they, get, they get absolved. There's no blame. The Department of Corrections gets the blame when they're actually just a vessel. They're just a holding place. But they just do whatever the courts say. But his, uh, the judge needs to be uh, sued, fired. The prosecutors, even his own attorney should uh, take some of this fall, too, because they had, um, you know, they could they could have asked for a, a one dollar bail, you know, since they was asking. I think his bail at the time was three thousand dollars. They could have asked for a one dollar bail, release him on his own recognizance. They had other options as opposed to letting him sit and languish in jail waiting for a court date. That that just yeah, yeah. really bizarre. And after hearing his case, I was thinking, oh, this is really bizarre. And then one day I'm working there, 
and I'm talking to this guy, and I'm seeing him all the time. And then I'm just like, yo, I thought you went home. And he said, nah, B, I've been here um, almost five years. I said, five years? And he said, yeah, not, I haven't been to court yet. I haven't seen nothing. Just, just there every day. I mean, you know, because they keep postponing the date, keep postponing the date. Unbelievable when they say that you literally can get lost in the system. Well, I, I, I will agree with you 100%. Having worked for uh, the Federal uh, Defender's <clears throat> Office in New York Southern District, the world-famous Southern District of uh, Federal Department of Justice, I actually worked it. Worst job I've ever had in my entire life uh, because of the clientele. You can imagine yes. what the clientele would be. Uh-huh. Some were... Yeah, people exactly. railroaded, but some people were horrendous. Some of the shit I've seen, I can't unsee. Yeah, I yeah. Mm-hmm. literally can't unsee uh, crime photo pictures. You can't block that stuff out. And we had boxes and boxes and boxes of it. And then you meet these people. Uh, but then there were people who were literally, like you said, they became invisible. And if the office didn't put money on their books, they would have never had money on their books because it was like, no, okay, no. you have no family on the outside world, you have no way to reach them, or your people stop taking your uh, your phone call. It's Balls. not like today. Mm-hmm. See, it's not like today. Let's go back 10 years. They weren't allowing you to call cell phone. See, now cell phone is the new home phone. So now cell phones could be allowed, I guess, on jail call list. Am right. I correct? Yes. Yeah, it has but to, yeah, because, yeah. Most people don't have home phones. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm a dinosaur. I still have a home phone. I don't know why mm-hmm. we pay this bill every month, but my wife will not <laughs> let me get rid of the home phone. She says, just in case something happens, we need the home phone. Yes. Uh, so people do get lost. There's no if, ands, and buts about that. But I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, a firm, I'm a firm believer that the judicial system, penitentiaries, jails serve a purpose, and they are not to be eradicated. People, uh, black is not an excuse that you shouldn't be sitting in jail. Because, see, here's the thing that really gets me irate. A young white guy, like these two fucking imbeciles, we just had two mass shootings again. You know, this Dakota Tarot kills his parents, his girlfriend, and two other people. This Zephan Xavier, both of these guys 21. He kills five people in the Florida bank, right? Say Zephan goes on trial, and Zephan gets... 25 years with the possibility of parole. And next week, in the hood, Saquon shoots and kills five people. But when he goes on trial, he gets 50 years, no, 75 years with no possibility of parole before he serves 50. See, two wrongs don't make a right. So I never get mad. I never get mad that that white privilege is keeping that white guy out, but it's holding that black guy down. 
See, I got to straighten that out because I don't want to sound wrong. I want them both to suffer. Of course, absolutely. But there are a lot of people who will argue that Saquon, because uh, Zeppelin didn't get the time, Saquon shouldn't get the time. You know what? No, Saquon earned his time. Zeppelin, the system, gave him leniency for whatever fucking reason, and we know it's wrong. We know it's wrong. And that's what's got to be fixed. It's got to be a balanced scale. You know, you can't. I, I this this I'm all for pro blackness. I'm all for let's be natural, let's build up our community, but we gotta do it smart. We can't just use uh just the positions of black and white and this over here because it was an injustice, we need we need to balance it out with another injustice. So let's let this guy go because he got the same color. We, you know what, Bones, we are so fucking tribal in this country. We are so tribal. And we, I guess this is so deeply embedded in our culture of this country. There's nothing. I don't know if there's anything that ever can be done. And you know what I thought was going to be one of the cures to this? When that chubby white girl started having babies for that dark-skinned brother, and now you got this mixed-race baby running through the house, that that was going to change uncles, aunts, and grandma and granddad's mind. It's done nothing. Mm-hmm. It's no, done nothing. No, it hasn't. No. And you know, you this... they don't want to... No, go ahead. They don't, they don't... Oh, they don't want to... Um... Change could occur, but it's the, like the powers that be who control this systematic racism and institutionalized racism, they don't want that change to occur because the change occurs in education, first of all, starters. You teach everybody everything. You teach tolerance. You know, tolerance isn't taught at birth, you know, and it's, you know, we're still being flooded with the same imageries of, you know, that, um, you know, that white is right, you know, the subliminal messages that we're constantly bombarded with. and and in the news, you know, what we see on the news, if we didn't know any better, we would think you would be afraid of the black man, and rightfully so, by looking at the nightly news. Because when you turn on the news, people of color are the only people that commit crime. And then it's just like Jesus. embedded in your brain, like 24-7, everywhere you go, 24-7. You're bombarded with the same stuff. If, you don't, if you're not an independent free thinker, then you believe that this is the norm. Yeah, the, the brother is a beast. The only thing he's good for is BBC. And after that, get rid of the mother. You know? But yeah. it's, you know, and, and, and some, somebody's got to sit down and teach. Not just, we have, to, we have some tolerance we need to learn, but their insensitivity. You know, young white kids going to schools wearing Confederate flag hoodies and painting their faces. Mm-hmm, that shit, mm-hmm. you, you, they know what they're doing. They're just baiting. <clears throat> you know, we know that if you got that MAGA hat on, it means something. It's a deeper meaning to what you're getting at. Yes. You know, you know if you see a, a well, when a white person sees a well-dressed 
black man with a short haircut and a bow tie, they know what they're looking at for the Mm -hmm. most part. They know that that man is looking back at them and says, I have no use for you. So you could deal with him in that manner. He has no use for you. You could give him back fair exchange, no use for him. But right. these these kids who think that this I mean, damn, we had we had a guy running around Oklahoma campus this week in blackface. Okay, he didn't say anything, he didn't have a sign, but we know what he's getting at. Then you had some Oklahoma girl students posting videos on like YouTube and blackface. Come on, we know what you're getting at. Nobody's stupid. And the apology I'm tired of the apology after the fact when you're supposed to be a thinking adult. Right. Somebody asked me one time, they said, how do you stay out of trouble? I'll, do, I'll say this real fast, uh, Bones. I got this 15-second thing. Before I make any kind of decision about doing anything, I kind of think it over just for 15 seconds. That's enough time for me to process and decide if I'm going left, if I'm going right, I'm going straight. I'm going backwards. I process it. Right. I don't do anything like a, a monkey and just pick up some shit and throw it. You know what I mean? Right. And and, and we know that's just like us. That's just like us that we was going to um, a um a say a Republican dominated meeting and we came in there with the confederate flag or or the magna hat you know consciously what you're doing you know yeah or we was at a a... pro-black rally and we came in uh you know killed a white man or something like that you know what you're doing yeah and and it's enough of the bullshit but here's this, this this damn social media uh becoming virally famous instantly, overnight. You could take a person today, this morning, then nobody knows their name, and they could be virally famous with 100 million views by tomorrow if they do the wrong thing. These, you have some black people who are actually, listen, I, I, I did something I shouldn't do, Bones. Because of the use of University of Oklahoma campus thing, I went and checked out this Tommy, Mr. King of Controversy, Sotomayor's YouTube. He's mm-hmm. a self-hating black guy who has mm. tons, not as many followers, because from what I heard from my wife, he was kicked off of YouTube for his rhetoric. Now he's back. And most of his subscribers are white people. And the only black people who actually uh, view any of this stuff is out of curiosity. Because we are intrigued by the level of hate that you show towards your own. That's intri- that's always been intriguing to us. You know, the one black kid who dances with the white kids and acts like he's not a black kid? That's yeah. always intrigued us. I'm not going to speak for my whole people, but I think enough of us are intrigued. We're intrigued by the guys like the Sheriff Clarks who goes on TV and says stuff like, what's wrong with slavery? 
You know, that's why Kanye was so intriguing for five minutes earlier this year. It was the nonsense that he was spewing that made us go, hmm. You know, but I, I, I hate self-hate in any form, fashion. It, it just does not make sense. It does not make sense. Are you keeping yourself warm, my brother? Yeah, man. Last week was a beast, boy. <laughs> that was some old school cold last weekend. Yeah, it's great for sleeping, man. man. I love I love that weather for sleeping. I will tell you that. Hey, Dewey. Did I say that right? Dewey, you there? Dewey, you there? Hey, man. Okay, how are you doing today? Doing well, yeah, doing well. Fantastic. Fantastic. We're just sitting here talking, man. Sitting yeah. here talking. Yeah, what's going on? Well, right now, what was we talking about? We were talking about self-hate, actually, how people come down on their own people to fit in with other people and how it makes zero sense. Yeah, because you know that girl, um, oh, man, I can't think of her name, the one that was with Kanye West when he first made his dumb comment about slavery was a choice. Oh, I know. She, she's running, and now it's became a big thing for her, for Fox. She's on back yes, and forth and, uh, for Fox. Right, and the, ironic, strange, the crazy thing about her was that she filed against her, the college she was going to in Massachusetts uh, a racial discrimination um, lawsuit against the school <laughs> when she was a student there. Yeah, but and what is she's the one... And here she's the one, you know, of course, dismissing, oh, this stuff doesn't exist. This is what you're making up in your mind. There is no group of people on this planet who don't come up against some form of prejudice. Uh, What has happened to the Hispanics over the course of the Trump administration is an abomination. I don't think it's spoken about properly, especially in the media, because if you're going to think that a wall is going to stop anything, you're a lunatic. Now, what the wall is going to do, that's just going to be a monument to his, uh, you know, he just wants a monument. That's all he wants. If if they built him a statue in Washington, he'll come on himself and be just as happy because that's all he wants. That's all he wants. He needs to have a... Remember, he tried to do the uh, the dictator thing and have the military march through the streets of Washington, and they was like, "Are you insane?" You know, that's what that's what dictators do: have dress parades for the president. So yeah, but but that that freaking wall. If if the drugs don't come in by carrier, they'll come in the way they always came in. We'll have them in freight cars. We'll have them on boats. You'll fly them in. There's always somebody willing to pack their bag for the right price with some drugs. Drugs. Or we'll have chemists here created. People forget that methamphetamine, you don't need to grow that. That shit can be just 
made. You know, it's made. Fentanyl is, yeah. a, is a pharmaceutical drug. It's not grown on trees. You know, it's not, right. it's not grown on trees at all. But you know what it is. We live in a we live in a world of deflection. Every time that something gets close to him, a stone, he'll have a deflection tomorrow because Ann Coulter turned on him about something else. I'm getting tired of hearing Hillary's name out of his mouth. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's either Hillary or Obama, Obama or Hillary, and that's it. Yeah, you know what? Obama's out of office. Hillary never won. He he should go like this. I beat her. I beat that bitch, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know what? She can't beat me. That that he can say, and we can't actually question that because sixty-six right. million people said okay to him. And 62 right. or 64 said okay to her. So, right. you know what? So I can't, and I'm not, I'm not one of those people that's going to sit here and say everybody that voted for Trump is a racist because I don't believe that. Some people no. actually just thought it was a better choice. And I'm going to give them the right. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, due to our lack of choices, absolutely. Now, since we both, I don't know about you, Dewey, have you ever served in the military? Yeah, is this um, is this pod is this podcast just for um, for blacks or or am I am I in the wrong place here or? I'm sorry. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I'm from Australia, so you know. Okay. A bit different here. Okay, well, maybe you have something to add to this. Well, Our I'm military. Well, uh, I guess um, here's a question for you, Doc. Um, Go ahead. Do you do you where you live? Do you have a do you have a fence around the yard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The garden yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, have you heard of G.K. Chesterton? No, that 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 fence doesn't stop anything. No, that's right. So what well, what he said, what Chesterton said was, um, he said you should never, never tear down a fence unless you know what it was put there for. Well, that kind different, of makes sense. Different context, but what he's saying is, you know, you might you might have a pit bull next door, and you come to a new place, you think I don't need that fence anymore. It looks ugly. Pull it down. And you know, next minute the people comes tearing through and whatever. So I suppose I suppose fences aren't all that bad. But when you when you weaponize an offense towards a if it's a if the fence is a, is the fence a racist fence or is the fence a needed fence for the safety of your family? I guess that's I'm on the outside looking in and. I can sort of see both sides, and I don't know what's true, you know? Listen, i got to ask you something, because you being in a foreign country, how is Donald Trump portrayed seeing Australian media? Well, probably pretty similar to a CNN uh, take. He's not very popular in, in the way the media presents him, but 
there are um, there are supporters of Trump, and they um, and by and large they're they're educated um, people in their in their thirties. Um, that's that's the demographic. Um, it, there's a resonating. It, his message resonates with many people here, but many many of the elites don't uh, don't buy in for it. At least not publicly. It's taboo. Okay. You know, Trump Trump being a Trump supporter is taboo, and you'd be. And it is here too, to a degree. To a degree. Yeah, yeah. You know, you'd be. You're. You're. If you if you wore a MAGA hat around town, you know, you're likely to be. It's an invitation to trouble. You know. Yeah, well, you want to know something that I find bizarre about that? Why in the world would an Aussie in Australia even bother with a Make America Great Again hat? I would never well, wear a Make Australia Great Again hat. Yeah, so I guess it's it's for the very reason that it that it triggers people. They like the um, they like to it, they like it they like the power like what did Kanye say it makes me feel like a superhero <laughs> okay now you know you guys have a military right <laughs> yeah 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 okay because I'm gonna ask uh, we just banned transgender people uh, yeah. again do how are they how do they treat uh, homosexuality I mean, is is homosexuality looked down upon in Australia, or it's like, you know, that's your life. Well, American imperialism has made sure that um, our culture is now accepting and accommodating of it, um, and so the military is following suit. So, you know, you talk about colonialism and imperialism. There's still an American or at least a Western imperial project that uh, that means that um, you know a particular line on social issues is um, is advocated through the apparatuses of government and and the diplomacy you know corporate mm. um, corporate advertising you know, as soon as the corp the corporates came down on the side of same sex marriage and um, the culture shifted you know. As soon as all the corporates yeah. came down, the culture shifted. And and you know, Macklemore, uh, Macklemore, his song, um, you know that one, same love. Not just no uh, dance off. Yes, there's a guy called Macklemore, same love, and he was really popular here a few years ago, and that really turned a whole generation um, in favour of it. So and that oh, that's wow. an American. Um, you know, one song. Yeah, well, not you know. It's obviously more factors than that, but it seemed like that was a quite a significant um, tool. So you know, it's there's an American imperial project even for liberal, um, you know, liberal ideas. You know, we uh, both myself and Bones both served in the United States Navy, and being in close quarters. Yeah, I don't have a problem. With homosexuality per se uh it's got nothing to do with me uh but i always did have a problem with uh, the fact that if you're transgender that you suffer from some sort of gender dysmorphia and if that's not addressed then 
Everything else is, you can't serve. Am I right or wrong, Bones? You can't serve with a mental illness in the United States military. Right. No, you can't. So gender dysmorphia would be considered a form of a mental illness. So if that falls under that umbrella, I'm 100%, especially since I'm not for re. Two places I don't think that we should be paying for a reassignment. Prisons and the military. I think the teachers have to take that out of your class. Right. And they're giving the same, they're giving, they are, um, some places are actually considering if you go in and you say I'm identifying with a man, they're putting, considering putting them in a woman's facility. And then the and then the guys who come in there, if they were getting like hormone shots from the streets, when they come in there, they still accommodate them, and and um the taxpayers are paying for those shots to continue and to do the change itself also. But no mental health, no mental health care. Not at all, none. So none. Okay, we'll cosmetically address the issue. Because see, in my day, Dewey, you couldn't, mm. you could not serve and be openly gay. Okay, yeah. it, it was if you said that word, not only were you going to get the beating of your entire existence, you were going to be shamed and you were going to be booted out, and more than likely, less than honorably booted out. Yeah, even I mean, the, don't, ask, don't ask, don't tell. Even in the Clinton, even in the Clinton administration, <clears throat> and Obama continued it at one point. They was doing, you know, the don't ask, don't tell. Don't tell, yeah. And let's yeah, not forget tell. whatever you do with your private and private thing is your thing. Don't forget. A lot of people forget this. This is not long term. Uh, the allowing of open gate in the military. Obama just signed that within his last two years in office. So I don't want to give him all this credit that he he was thinking open thinker about this. He was just as closed-minded as everybody else. But there are issues. There are issues, especially in the Navy where you're in close quarters. You know, you don't want you don't want to feel. I mean, damn, there's three thousand of us on this boat. He's like at a party. Right. You know. <laughs> Is someone but, in the bath? Sounds uh, like someone's in the bath. No, it's definitely not me. <laughs> yeah, it did it, you know what? It did sound like somebody was running water in a pot or something. These lines every but, once in a while. Dines <laughs> is in the bath. <laughs> so how's the re- race relations with the indigenous people in Australia? Ah, uh, Doc, um, it's a very complicated question. Um, you know, race relations anywhere, they, it's the same story, isn't it? Yeah, shaky at best. <laughs> because you know what? We don't get assimilated a lot of information from, like, Australia, other than uh, two or three TV shows that might pop up. Yeah. But, you know, we, we, we don't get a lot. You know, I, I, I see more Australia where a UFC fighter goes home than anything. Yeah. So, like, um, I'll, I'll, 
So I've been reading a great book by a guy called Tim Flannery, and um, it documents all of the um, encounters uh, of, you know, between explorers and Aboriginal people. And um, it sort of takes, you know, they, they might write a whole book of their journey, but this book summarises all of their books and takes out the parts where they've met, um, where it's, there's been an encounter between, you know, Europeans and, um, and Aboriginals. And uh, or you know other other different groups, and it's a fascinating account. Um, in many of the first uh, encounters, you know, there was a, a attempts to 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 you know um, to talk as people, but of course the language and and the customs got in the way. And um, in many of the first encounters were amicable, and f for many um, for many years there were you know um, good relations, but when the settlers started to um, encroach more and more of traditional hunting lands, um, you would have, uh, you know, a sheep farmer set up his big farming station uh, in a place where Aboriginal people used to hunt. And so they'd come across the sheep and think, oh, this is great. Um, they're not running away and they'll spear the sheep and take the sheep. And of course, mm. the farmer considers that theft um, and so once retribution, you know, for, for that, whereas the Aboriginal people, um, you know, they're just on their, their native land, their hunting land. And so you've got a real confusion because of different perspectives on, on property rights and on, on custom. But it's a difficult thing, Doc, because the the difference was so stark. I mean, here you, here you go, you've got Europeans arriving to a continent in um, frigates, uh, you know, with all sorts of powerful mastery of, of nature. And in the accounts that I'm reading, um, Governor Arthur Phillip, the first governor of Sydney, he's, he takes a trek through the bush. He meets up with some young Aboriginal men and he, um, he boils some water for dinner. And the Aboriginal men are amazed at the boiling of water. Um, they don't, they just never have done that. They don't have the implements to hold the water and they cook, always cook just by chucking the meat on the fire. And so that's, that's the difference. That chasm leaves a lot of room for um, for exploitation and and misunderstanding, um, and so you know as a result you you have a situation where it's really been one sided the whole way through our history, um, and and so how do you go from there? Because um, it, the I guess the victory was so decisive that there was really no coming back. There was no opportunity for for treaty or for um, you know an agreement. It, the the natives here were so overpowered. Um, it was it was inconceivable. Like nothing on nothing ever in human history that set the distance in technology. Have you ever been to America, Dewey? Yeah, I've been a few times, mate. Yeah. yeah it was interesting. Okay, yeah. My wife's uh, dream trip is the Gold Coast. Yeah, okay. 
I can't I can't handle the flight, man. Yeah, it's a long one. You can go um they're starting to put direct routes on now, so you can cut down the hours. But yeah, but yeah I, so I would have to stay um, somewhere for two or three days. You've definitely got to go to Sydney. That's um yeah. that's a must on the harbour. It's very beautiful. Yeah, she um, she sees these uh international home shows and she's like, I wanna go there. <laughs> yeah, it's very hot. It's very hot in Queensland. Very humid. So if you like it cold, you can go to Tasman go to Tasmania. But uh Yeah. So so yeah, look we've we've got this um got this day here called Australia Day. Which which um, commemorates the landing of the first fleet in Sydney, uh, the, the you know the British fleet. But uh, recently, it's you know for for Aboriginal people, it's really a sorry day. You know, it's a uh, well, it's a day of mourning for many. For others, it's a day of survival. You know, they've made it this far. Um, and for others, it's Invasion Day and, you know, a day of great loss. Um, and I think more and more mainstream people, um, you know, your white middle class, uh, they are realising that the day that they used to wave the Australian flag and cook a barbecue and go to the beach um, means more, it means more than just those things. And I think the tone has changed. The tone is changing. That makes sense. I, I, Dewey, I, I really wish that before I uh, leave this planet, I could say the same, that times are changed. We go, we have, it's like a kid's game. We take two steps forward, four steps backward. Two steps sideways, four steps backward. We never get, because now, the American liberal is the American liberal. Automatically, if you're American and you're a liberal, you're white. There's no, there's no such thing as a black liberal, really. We're just mm-hmm. liberal to begin with. But we don't have to really state that. <laughs> yeah, comes to the territory. To them, you, when you talk to them, you find out that they have such misconceptions because one thing... I don't know about any other country, but people wouldn't think of, and Bones, tell me if I'm wrong. Please correct me. New York City, people would think is one of the most liberal places on the the earth. And it's not. Nope. New New York City is one of the most segregated places on the earth. Most Mm -hmm. of us don't even go to school with white people sometimes till we go to college. Mm-hmm. Bones, I was that? just telling college. a college. College. Bones, I was just telling a guy that yesterday from Oklahoma, Navy buddy came up to, um he was in town and I had told him that I said that I only went to school with white kids in high school is because I decided not to go to boys and girls high. I went out to um Coney Island to go to school. Okay. And he looked at he looked at me like, what? And I was like, yeah, because I decided not to go to the neighborhood school. I decided to leave and go across town. I said, other than that, 
I would have never had an experience with them in school. And I said, even when I got to school, outside of us being in the same classroom, that was my experience because when we went on break or we went to lunch, they sat, they sat, the white kids sat over there with their friends and the black and the Spanish kids sat over there with their friends. Even in school, going to school was still segregated. Yeah, it wasn't until I got in the Maybe. Navy that I was actually like, you know, oh, wow, this is my first experience because this is not a joke and I'm not trying to be funny, but I shared a room with a gentleman who asked to literally see my tail, and he believed in his heart of hearts that I had a tail. He believed wow. it. He, I mean, to his core. He begged me for a solid day to please see my tail. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He was like, he was from Kentucky. He was like, you have a tail, don't you? And I was like, I don't know where this even comes from, but I'm sorry, my friend. I said, you know what? I'll show you the top of my ass, and it's going to be just like yours. It goes to my back. He was in shock. He's like, I got to call home. I was like, Are you this is insane. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. He believed it. He believed. And see, if, if I thought he was playing a game, either this guy deserves an Oscar <laughs> or, uh, or, or some Golden Globes, but I didn't. I did not take that. I took it as he really believed in his heart of heart because when we had conversations, it was as though I was from one planet and he was from another planet, and we didn't even live on the same earth together. And he was like, this is common in my neighborhood. This is how we think. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's incredible, right? Like you're, in, you're in the, living in the same year. You've been to the same – well, some of you have been to the same schools, and there's still a gulf, such a gulf that separates you. You know, imagine a few hundred years ago coming from the other side of the earth in – to another place where one group has interacted with other groups and has learnt things through the interaction, and another group's been isolated and have you know stayed within their own selves, it would have been the difference was just astronomical. Yes, we 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 still have some astronomical uh, thing hurdles that we must jump. We definitely you know uh, the story. What what is it sorry called? Go ahead. Just be quick. You know, our hurdles are so tall that uh, you need that pole. I, I forget the name of that uh, athletic event. The Olympic pole thing? Vault. Oh, the pole vault? Yes. Pole yeah, we need the pole vault to get over our hurdles. We can't jump them. They're very high. Because we don't address yeah, a lot of that, stuff. Yeah, that story that Dewey told, like the begin, like some for some it was the beginning and some is the end with the Aborigines and the and the um the settlers. Just that that's that's the, that story reminded me of like the Native Americans and we celebrate Thanksgiving. It's 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 um mm-hmm. uh, yes yeah, the beginning of the end of a um of a of a nation you know and the beginning yeah. for the others. Yeah, that's right. So so the tone you know the tone, people the tone has changed, right? Like it used to be big rah-rah, go to the beach, wave the flag around. Now it's like, oh, well, yeah, we could do that, but um, for others, they're, they're, that makes them sad, you know, that hurts them. 
So you might do it, but you just don't do it. So, well, probably some people have grown up and changed their mind. When you're a kid, it's all about the rah-rah factor. But um, you grow up and you see you see both sides of it, don't you? And you sort of get a li little bit less jingoistic. And yeah, we have. I mean, really, a, we have a whoever a wears weird. The, Go ahead, George. Yeah, so we have you know like. Um, bathers what we call board shorts you know swimmers um and uh, <laughs> okay. wear, yeah they wear the, the the flag on the swimmers or their underwear or the beach towel and really if you if you as you guys would know in the armed forces that's not how you treat the country's flag you know you don't let it touch the ground you treat it with respect you rules and, to the flag. Um, yeah and so all these guys who are out wearing rah rah Australia Day, they're actually they're actually really disrespecting the, the same flag that they're claiming to be promoting. You know. Well, I, I, I'll say this quick. Next Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday, which means that a lot of the world will be watching America. And one of the things that we're going to do is desecrate our flag. Every time that they lay that flag down flat like that, that's actually in our bylaws. Flag is never to be laid flat. Yeah. And you know, like, when they have all the guys standing around on the field holding the flag, that's not supposed to happen. Our flag's supposed to fly. Yeah, I suppose it's for the TV, right, to get the, so they can watch it on the television, so it looks like it's up. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. Right. So... So you did you did hit on a point that I 100% understand what you're getting at. So, I mean, this is a this is an interesting place. Now, what we learn to do here is, and this is kind of like the motif of what I wanted, what I was talking about to begin with. We don't, you cannot have excuses. That's the one thing that does not fly. No matter what's in front of you, you learn how to maneuver around it. Americans find a way, we find a way to maneuver around the roadblocks, the, the, the uh, grenade field. Because if not, you get left behind. And when you get left behind here, people just leave you. They don't, this is not a pick-me-up society. They leave, we step over and keep going. It happens all the time because uh, Bones is like me. We both left our old communities. When we had the opportunity to do much better, we were like, no, man, I'm getting the hell out of here. At least I, that's what I said. I can't mm -hmm. speak for you, Bones, but you did it. He's like that. Yeah. Man, I'm sure you could have brought a house right where you came from, but you was like, hell no, let me get out. Let me separate yeah, my... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Dewey, please give me that author's name again because I want to research this book. Yeah, so the author's name's Tim, um, Tim Flannery, Tim, T-I-M, F-L-A-N-N-E-R-Y, Tim Flannery, yeah. Tim Flannery, okay, I will... I mean, does he have a slew of books, or what's the name of this particular one? Uh, I think the book's called The Explorers or um, 
exploration or if you type, you know, if you type in Tim Flannery Explorers, I'm sure you'll come up with something. Fantastic, man. I learned something great, today. The great thing about the book is it's not just um, when the white man met the black man. It was, it's also when, um, you know, some Pacific Islanders came to Sydney and it's an account of how they felt coming to Sydney from their Islander um, communities where they're, so I think a couple of chiefs from an Islander, um, you know, one of the Tongan Islands came over to Sydney in the early days of Sydney and how they felt as explorers of that new place and their their perspective on it. And um, that's a fascinating read as well. And when the French came to the English, uh, so the, the French were trying to um, map the coast of Australia and uh, they came inspired on Sydney being a British settlement um, and what the French thought of of it, you know. So it's not just uh, white man sees black man. It's it's sort of all, all of those intercultural um, experiences. I think it's a really interesting um, read there, you know, and they're short little, the great thing is they're short little segments. So you could read, you know, in about 15 minutes, you could read a little segment of one, of one encounter and then put it down and go do something else and come back later and do another one. And it's not too heavy. I love knowledge. I love knowledge and I appreciate that. And I will investigate this book. Now, Dewey, and it's all all the primary sources. So you're not reading Tim Flannery's ideas. He's just got all the primary sources and um, put them together. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's really good. He facilitated putting it into a, a composite. A beautiful. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like a DJ. You know, um, he gets the hottest part of a track and turns it into a new song. It's <laughs> like Tim Flannery's done that's the, <laughs> the remix. That's how you? Yes, the remix. Listen, do we? We're here every Sunday at uh, 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. I don't know what is. What are you dealing with? Are you like 11 o'clock at night right now? Yeah, it's about midnight. Okay, man, that was just a guess. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good guess. But anytime I'm here, like this time, you want to call in, you were very informative. I appreciate you. It's beautiful to hear from a different culture that I know I'm going to say nothing about. I'm not going to even sit here and say I know a little you know, I know nothing. So I'm inquisitive. And every time that you would call in, I'm going to have more questions for you, if that's fine by you. Yeah, happy to. Yeah, well, I'm just, I was actually finding another show. My other show was on, but it wasn't on, so I thought I'd just browse around and here you go. So anyway, guys, I'll leave you to it. But uh, yeah, all the be- all the very best. Okay, yeah, thanks for getting Great talking to you. Yeah, see you, lads. Okay, that was definitely interesting, huh, Bones? Uh, very interesting. Very interesting. I did not expect to hear from somebody so far away today. See, this is not uh, a waste was, of time. No, no, that was actually that was um great. Yes, I think so. I think so. Well, I'm gonna tell you, yeah, brother, great. you stay warm, you bundle up. As far, as far as I know, some more bad weather is coming. And, uh, yes, they say. Uh-huh. I don't want you getting sick out there. <clears throat> no, I sound like last week. 
That was last week. I'm 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 getting over it this week. The past okay. couple of days. Yeah. And Bones, brother, thank you for calling in. I appreciate every oh, time you pick up that phone and you add your voice to these conversations. It does not go unnoticed by me. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I really, really do. Oh, you're and absolutely if you had, welcome. If you had anybody who wanted to also join in, tell them come in. It's a free-range society over here. Your yes, yes, I'm telling you. Your mm-hmm. opinion and you're allowed to have it, and we just mix it up like gumbo, and we come up with whatever we come up with, okay? Yes. Well, brother, I'm right. going to say... Thing, one other thing before go ahead, you go. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Did, you watch that, did you watch that waste of a fight of Boner and Pacquiao? Uh, listen, Adrian Boner has a major problem. The man has what I call... I hate to keep repeating this. He has main event mouth, mid-card skills. Manny beat him up. Manny yes, he did. Him. He might not have bloodied him and, and puffed him up like a pumpkin, but there was one round when Manny threw like 48 punches to like three. Yeah. Rona's delusional. He, he, he's like Bonner. Boner, whatever the fuck his name is. He's delusional. He, uh, if you was to ask Netboy, Netboy thinks it's time for him to actually wrap this thing up. Yeah. You know? He think, because the man has fought four elite fighters, and he's lost all four times. That says something about yeah. him. Yeah, it does. That says something about him. So... I, I think it's definitely time for him to say, you know what? Maybe he can get another big payday. He could bamboozle somebody in to give him a big payday. And, because I think that Floyd would consider him easy money. Yeah. You know? And they both could talk that up, and it'll be a nothing fight that I wouldn't watch, you know, because I'm not going to give them $75 for that nonsense. Yeah. Well, I am starving, man, and it's time for me to get okay. something in my belly. Mr. Bones, right, brother. brother, be easy. Good talking to you, Doc. Okay, same here. Okay, enjoy and the everybody rest of the week. Out, okay, everybody out there that can hear me, I just like to close off each and every show the same exact way by just telling you peace. Peace to you and peace to yours. Be well, my friends.